about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Take your Bible this morning. Go to Luke chapter 21. Last week we talked a little bit about the, uh, what Jesus was talking about in the end times. And in Luke 21, he does that again. We got four more mics. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right, Luke 21. We're still in verse 8. I don't know how far we got, but that's where we started. And Jesus said, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and the time draweth near. Go ye not therefore after them. Verse 9 says, But when you shall hear of wars and commotions, be not what? Terrified. Notice, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. Look at verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves are roaring. Verse 26. Men's hearts failing them for of those things looking supposed to come. Now notice, am I, am I good? <laughs> My God, if you think this is easy, you're crazy. <laughs> All right, we did verse 25, 26, men's hearts failing them for what? Fear. For fear. All right, look at verse 34. And take heed to yourselves. In other words, listen up. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life. And so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Verse 30 says, watch ye therefore and pray. Say watch. watch. And pray. When I woke up this morning, sometimes there's an indication when I get out of bed for some reason what's really going to happen, but I don't even know how many of you remember this, but when I woke up this morning, I, I don't, can't say it's a vision, I can't say it's a dream, Jesus just brought to my mind the old Lost in Space show. Does anybody remember that, Lost in Space show? And as I saw was that, that robot in front of me going, danger, 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 danger. And after that, he dropped this scripture down in my heart. And started speaking to me about the danger of the time that we live in. Now, I'm not saying this is the last days and Jesus is coming back tomorrow or next week or next month or any of that stuff. I'm just telling you, whatever he's coming back, you need to be. Amen. If he comes back in your lifetime or not. Somebody told me, live every day like it's your last and one day you'll be right. How many know that's the truth? Amen. 
So basically, he took me this scripture, and he gave me this scripture here, and what he wanted to talk about, basically, in the time that we're in, how important prayer is, but a different look at prayer he gave me that I've never really seen much before. I had an indication of, I've heard it preached, I've tried to understand it. Notice, watch ye therefore and pray. Say, watch and pray. Now, first of all, this scripture throws me off because everybody that prays it closes their eyes and bows their head. (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? I'm watching and praying. What are you watching? I can't see. I can't see. My eyes are closed. So watch and pray was a little bit uh, off for me because if I close my eyes and pray, I'm not going to see a whole lot probably. Even if something happens, nothing's really going to take place. So he gave me another translation. He said, watch what you pray. He said, you're going to have to in this day and hour watch what you pray. And now the next word there is what? Always. Always. Say always. always. Now, that word, I really don't know why that was ever put there. Because I don't know anybody who's watching and praying always. How many of you pray from the time you get up to the time you go to bed and the time in between and the time you're at work and the time you're there? I mean, we've all got our 15-minute, 20-minute, 10-minute, uh, half-hour, hour, whatever we got in our little segment, and then we're done with prayer. And we can thank ourselves for being so faithful to God. <laughs> then we can go out in the world because we prayed. But notice what he said. He said, pray, watch and pray how long? Always. always. All right, go to First Timothy chapter 4. Glory. Feel like Peter. It's good to be here. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. All right. First Timothy chapter four. Look at verse one. Now the Spirit speaks expressively that in latter times some shall depart from the faith. They'll give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them, which believe and know the truth. Notice, now who's speaking here? Who's talking here? Look what it says. The Spirit of God speaks. Paul's saying, this is, you know, this, this is me, but this is the Spirit of God. How many of you know about the Spirit of God? How many know when he talks, maybe you ought to listen? The Spirit speaks expressly that in latter times, which we're definitely in latter times than when this was written. How many of you agree on that? We depart from the faith. Some are going to depart from the faith. Say, depart from the faith. Now, the only reason you could depart from the faith would be if you were once in the faith. Is that deep? No, these are people who were in the faith at one time, so apparently they were in the Word sometime. Since they were in the Word, they were in the faith, they were believing God, they were going with God, but all at once they departed from the faith, probably because they heard other things around them that made them focus on those things and depart from the faith and go out of faith into the things in the natural of the world. Are you following me? So basically, in the latter times that we're in, we've already seen that we need to, number one, watch and pray always, and we've got to make sure that we do not depart from the faith, because that's the way of our basically living in victory in this day and in this hour. All right, go to Amos chapter 3, I think.
Brother, you can't mess me up any more than I'm messed up this morning, so it doesn't really make any difference at this point. (laughs) All right, Amos chapter 3, are you there? Look at verse 7. Surely, for sure, absolutely surely, the Lord God will do but he reveals it, his secret, unto his servants, the, the prophets. Now, in the Old Testament, prophets were people who were anointed by God, who were anointed to be prophets and speak. But how many know in the New Testament, every single believer has a prophetic anointing upon their life? In other words, you may not be a prophet, but you do have a prophetic anointing on your life, basically, so you can see in the future, you can speak things in the future, and basically you can actually predict your own future, if you knew that, in the different things of God, basically. So here he says, here's the operation of God. First of all, God will do what? Say nothing. Now, this is contrarized to our thinking right now because we believe that God will do everything and God's going to do everything and God's always doing everything and it's up to God whether something gets done or don't get done. But notice here he says, God is going to do nothing in your life. Now, why is that? Because we, back in Genesis, we found out that he said, let man have dominion over the earth. Man has dominion. God has no dominion down here except through man. You know that last song we sung today where it says that we're his hope on earth. You're his hope on earth. We're just not singing that. That's who you are. You're, you're his hope here on earth, praise God. So what's happening basically here, he says, here's the way God operates. Here's the way the kingdom operates. God will do nothing in a nation, in a life, in a marriage, in any part of your life, unless he first reveals it to his servant, the prophet. Say, I'm the prophet. I'm the prophet. So notice what God's trying to do. He's trying ever since the day you got born to take the word of God and plant it on the inside of you and, and impregnate you so that you see with God's wise and God's ways and God's stuff rather than the natural ways. And when you see it as a prophet, what's the first thing a prophet does when he gets a revelation? Speaks it. He speaks it. So what happens? There I am, and I just got born again, and, and I'm basically hanging around, and all at once I read, going to all the nations and preach the gospel, and all at once it, it's like it came on the inside of me. It just wasn't a scripture anymore. It jumped off the page, got on the inside. Have you ever happened to any of you? Oh, God, I hope it has. Thank Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because that was implanted, impregnated on the inside of me. So I started telling people. So I'd go to my wife, say, hey, praise God, I'm a preacher. I'm going to preach the gospel all over the world. She's told me I wasn't a priest, which I wasn't. She told me I never preached before, which I didn't. And she told me I didn't know much about the religion I was in, and she was right there too, praise God. But notice, on the inside of me, there was something there that had become alive on the inside of me, and all at once I started talking the revelation that I had on the inside of me. So that revelation, how does that revelation get from the spirit into the natural realm? It gets from allowing God to put the word in you to impregnate you in your life, whether it's healing, whether it's deliverance, whether it's your call, whether what else, gets on the inside of you to a point to where you start talking the pregnancy that's in your heart, and by speaking, your word carries power down here. If you don't learn anything else this morning... You need to learn how powerful the words are in your life. It tells you to pray always. What is prayer? Prayer is giving God an opportunity in the earth realm because he doesn't have one without you allowing him or asking him to come in and do it. So what am I doing? I'm praying always. Why? I'm talking always. Hey, I'm talking always. It's easy to go to a prayer meeting for a half hour. Oh, Jesus, glory. We love you. We care for you. Thank you. We're blessed. We're holy. And then you go to lunch and say, I just don't know if we're ever going to get enough money to do anything. It just ain't working out for me. And my foot's been hurting for such a long time. And it just keeps hurting more and more. And I don't know what the matter with the foot. I just thought it would be better than this by now. But I don't know what God don't heal me and do something for me. Why is that? Because you are the one that gives him advancement in your life. You are the one who releases him. Prayer is simply making 
God kingdom declarations in your daily walk and agreeing with God. And when you do that, it releases the power of God that's on the inside of you. We sang this morning about, I've got a river of life. Come on. A fountain that never runs dry. It doesn't run dry, but you can constipate it up. See, because it ain't going to back up doubt and unbelief. It ain't going to back up these things. So the word spoken out your mouth is the revelation that God has given you and gives God an opportunity through the power of God to manifest what's in your life. That's why, I mean, on Wednesday nights, all Patrick's been doing so far is trying to convince us that God wants us to be wealthy. And how many know sometimes that takes more than five weeks? Because we didn't grow up that way. We think we're just supposed to get by, maybe have enough money, maybe this. But he's expanding our thought life and our heart life to a place where we're starting to see ourselves wealthy and rich. And since we're walking that way, now we're going to start talking that way. And when we talk that way, God has revealed to his prophets. And when he reveals to his prophets, they talk. And then God can do whatever they're speaking in order to bring it in. That's the way the whole operation of the kingdom of God goes. Now we're living in a time where there's plenty of bad stuff and negativity to talk about. Oh, this world's going down. It's just going to fall down. It's exploding. It's just not going to work. It just ain't going to happen. This ain't going to take place. No, we've got to get back over on the watch and pray always. We've got to get back to allow the Word of God to impregnate us. We've got to start getting hungry for the Word of God once again. The church is getting lazy in a lot of areas of its life, and especially in the Word of God. And that's one place where you don't allow to be not on fire for God because the impregnation only comes through the word of God and a preacher who knows what he's talking about and has been in the word of God and been in the kingdom of God for a while who can implant into you. See, I'm a planter. Do you understand? I'm a plow. Shove that word down your mouth if I have to. Praise God. I don't care. Because some of you are called a giant things. You've seen big things, but they're giant things in you yet that you've got to be impregnated with. And when you get them, you're going to start talking. And people ain't going to like the way you talk. And they ain't going to back up the way you talk. And they're going to think you're crazy the way you're talking. And they're going to make fun of you the way you're talking. But if they stick around, they're going to wonder why you blessed and they ain't. Amen. 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 Say, what's the matter with you? You see different than I do. Yes, I do. Because I see what's been impregnated in me. I ain't looking out here, and I ain't looking out there, and I ain't looking here. I'm looking here, and I got a revelation, bless God. When I speak that word of God out my mouth on a continual basis, don't talk prosperity and lack. Don't talk sickness and health. Get over on the right side of that thing, and you speak healing and And this is the hour we're living in. If anything's going to change the U.S., if anything's going to change the world, it's Christians. Well, I can't say that because everybody's a Christian. Everybody born again is a Christian. Well, most people don't even know what a Christian is, much less be one. Uh, You are a kingdom citizen. You are a son of the living God. And we do daddy talk. And when we do daddy talk, daddy backs up child talk from daddy talk. So we're speaking victory right now in the midst of what's going on. We're speaking power in what's going on. We're speaking revival in what's going on. We're speaking that victory and overcoming in every single area of our life, praise God. Why? Because we've been impregnated with the Word of God. I mean, we did the classes here when we started out. I mean, it was a different time. It was a different realm. We had 25, 30 people, people driving from all over the state of Florida to get here and get into the Word of God and be in those classes. And now we do a class. How many know it takes time to do those classes? Well, you guys think I just get up in the morning and, and write out eight things and fill out the homeworks and send them out? No, it takes time to do that stuff. Well, I tell you, the last couple of classes, we probably had four that even took the classes. Well, and I'm not trying to, my Lord, everybody wants my pulpit this morning.
<laughs> I got to be honest with you. That's why I like these. Yeah. Yeah. It says never started talking to me except right out of order. But that's all right. It's okay. We got it. That probably was important to somebody who heard it this morning. Praise God, and that was good. But the impregnation comes. That's what God wants to do in everybody's life here, each and every person here. If you're not seeing what God has placed on the inside of you, then he will not back up what he's asked you to do. So once you get that revelation, you start talking that revelation. You start speaking that revelation. You got Because there's power in your mouth. I can remember when we, we moved down here, Becky came after me because I came down earlier with my job. I was a postal worker, and I went to the post office, and, and basically the first day I got there, there was a man and a woman there who were supervisors. And I'll tell you what, if they weren't the devil, they were close. I mean, they were just, I mean, they'd walk around and yell at people. They'd walk around and say stuff to people in words that I never even heard in my life and this and that. So I started to work and then she came down later on and her sister came down and I was helping them in the house and the screen door shut in the condo we were in and it went right across the top of my foot and just ripped it wide open. So I went to the doctor, I got it all patched up, I went back to work the next day, and I said, you know, my foot's a little hurt, but I'm here at work, I, you know, I've only been here a couple months, and I wanna, don't want to leave you guys shorthanded, because I know you always are, so I want to be here, and I want to work, they said, fine. And so then, they waited a little bit, and I was helping on different routes, and they called me over and said, here, here's a route we want you to take. They said, the guy's going home today, and it's the walking route, the only walking route in the office. The only walking route in the entire office. They said, here, take the walking route. I said, didn't you hear me this morning? I but they didn't care, see. They, they, there must have been so much strife and stuff before I got there that they were doing everything to do whatever they could do. So I carried it, and I walked, and I walked, and I walked and got home, and of course my sock was stuck to the top of my foot, and then you take it off, and it starts all over again. And So finally it got infected. After about the third day, they put me on this in a row. I went in. They had to do some stuff I don't ever want to think about again because they stick needles in it, and they push stuff out of it, and they do this, and they do that. Praise God. It's not time for lunch yet, so everybody's okay. <laughs> But basically, I went back, then finally got it done, and I went home, you know, after about a week of this, and I just went in the bedroom, and I don't know if I've ever cried before, but I'll tell you what, I cried. I said, hey, you moved me down here. I got born again, man, and, and you told me I was supposed to come down here because it's the work I'm supposed to do, and if this is the work I got to do, I mean, take, take me now, Jesus. <laughs> Paul said, it's better to go. Let me go, for God's sakes. Get me out of here. So I went in, and I just said, hey, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You're either going to be able to change their hearts or they're getting out of their job. I'm going to command in the name of Jesus that they lose their jobs, they get a job they can handle, something they like, something they want to do, that they just get out. And one week later, somebody above came in and took the lady, first of all, and said, we've had some complaints about you and you're out of here. And they ripped her right out of there. And I thought, my God, this worketh. <laughs> I'm new, I'm new, but this worketh for me, so I'm going to worketh it again. So I said, that guy, his name was Fink. I mean, <laughs> Joe Fink, remember him? Oh, my Lord God, Joe Fink. I said, that's it? He got to go. He just like the other one, got to get out of here, got to go. About a week later, out, gone. I'm thinking, ooh, I'm dangerous. <laughs> go ahead, say something to me I don't like. You in trouble. And that's the first time I realized that my words had authority and I could control things and dick things in line with the kingdom of God. And that was funny. About two months later, they had some kind of little revival down in Jensen Beach and a couple of me and the other people went down there and we got there and this lady was there. 
She was actually there, and I went there, and she just said, oh, I got a different job, and I love it, and I got bored again, and Jesus loves me. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. So I don't know. And then I thought, was I supposed to bring her to the Lord, or was I supposed to get her thrown out so she'd end up with the Lord? I didn't know if I did right or wrong in a situation. You know how you do. Praise God. But what happened? She got born again. Her life was turned around. She was out of the post office. She found something happy. She, so even though at the time I was not praying that she'd get kicked out, get born again, and have a better job. More like the Old Testament where the earth opened. So even though my heart may not have been in the right area, I was still using the declared revelation that I had on the inside of me. And I'll tell you what, if you just, if you just try this stuff... And it worketh. It gets easier because it worketh, praise God. It doesn't have to be a story somebody else told. It doesn't have to be something else. But God wants to impregnate you with the word of God, with your call, with who you are, with what you can do, all these things. And praise God, as you have them and you declare them, not only does it open the atmosphere for God's power and his spirit to move in here, it convinces you of who you are and what you can do. And I mean, the best preacher you need to be is to you. Yeah. Sometimes everybody gets alone, and when they get alone, it's worse. I just can't do anything. Nobody loves me. This is terrible. You don't need to preach like that. Slap yourself, for God's sake. Fire yourself. Fire yourself and get in the Word of God, praise God, and find out what's going to impregnate you, what's going to put on the inside of you. His words, the Bible said, are spirit, and they are life, praise God. And God has a plan and a purpose for everybody. We know that from Jeremiah. And he has good plans for you, but he's just not going to do them. They just don't get done. God's got a big call for me. What are you doing about it? Nothing, but he's got a big call for me. Well, you're going to be on the phone a long time. See, because it don't work that way. Even when Mary got impregnated, how many know she had agree? She just didn't think, well, if God's going to do it, he's going to do it. No, she had to make it. How many know she could have said no? I know a lot of people who said no. And it doesn't work, praise God. God cannot do it. Well, God can do whatever he wants. No, he can't do whatever he wants. You've got a free will. You're the one in authority down here. And the words that you speak have to be in line on a daily basis always. Not just in your prayer time. Not just when you're around with the Christians. Not when you're just in front of the pastor. So you need to talk the same way all the time. You don't have to be two different people all the time and be changing from one to the other. So he wants to impregnate you. He impregnated prophets in the old days. What do they do? They declare the word of the Lord. There's a redeemer coming. There's a savior coming. There's a Messiah coming. There's one coming. There's one coming. People started believing it. They started speaking it. And after that, what happened? Jesus showed up. Had to get him into the earth realm. How do they do that? By the kingdom of God operation of impregnating on the inside of you. It's the same way, I mean, with divine health. If God can impregnate you with divine health and you talk that way and you live that way, sickness and disease will bow its knee to the name of Jesus and the power of God that's on the inside of you. Lack will bow its knees to the thing. Worry will bow its knees to the thing. Fear will bow its knees to the thing. You don't have to bow your knee to anything. You are a king and a priest unto God, praise God. And you've been seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, and every name that is named. That's who you are. That's who you've got to see yourself as. That's who you've got to understand. And you can only do that not only by reading the Bible. You've got to talk that stuff. You've got to talk that. You see another Christian who's down and out, sometimes it takes tough love. Oh, I'm sorry you're feeling bad today. You're right. Nobody loves you, but I do. No. If they've been in a church a while, you need to slap them. I'm serious. 
And I'll tell you what, if you slap them in love, you'll get away with it. If you slap them out of love, you get slapped. See, there's love. I can right now, for the people that's been here a long time, I can rebuke you right from this pulpit right to your face in front of everybody here, and you'll go saying, he loves me so much. But I get somebody else up here who you don't know about their love, and they rebuke you right to their face. You be waiting outside afterward. You see what I mean? There's a trust and there's an anointing and there's stuff there, praise God. So, so basically this revelation is going to come out of your mouth and it's going to change. The worst thing you can do is agree with the situation you're in right now that you don't want to be in. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray. Not what you don't desire. We're too busy. We pray once, then we talk about what we don't desire. Well, he said, by his stripes, I'm healed. But boy, boy, I'm getting sicker every day. I just want you to know that he's getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And it's going to spread through the family. And the whole church is going to get sick before it's over with. And we're going to have to wear three or four masks before this is over with because it's just going to get burst them. See, you can't talk that way at home by yourself. You can't think that way when you're in your own little corner and you're the only one there. And see, nobody can see what's going on up here. Could you imagine if, if God put a screen up and every thought you thought went on that screen all the time? When you got around people, you tried not to think anything thinking nothing I'm thinking nothing I'm thinking nothing oh I don't like her shoes I can't think that anybody's gonna see it I want anybody to see that look at that hairdo oh my god I can't but we can get away with it can't we see nobody knows what we're thinking about nobody knows what we're worrying about nobody knows what we're fearful about how you doing brother great hey the question is, is that what you're thinking or that's just what you're doing now because you've got an hour and a half to do it and stay on the good side of people, see? So this is something that's got to be renewed, and it's only the Word of God going in you on a constant basis, going in you on sharp teaching, going in on a basis to do that, praise God. Hallelujah. The, the Spirit of God should minister to your spirit if the person preaching is a spiritual preacher. Yes. See, if he's a mental preacher, you just get all emotional. Yes. God loves me and he's good to me. Thank God, and he's going to take care of me. Then when he don't, well, he doesn't love me. He doesn't take care of me, and he don't. No responsibility on you whatsoever. Yeah. See, there's a lot of big churches that give you no responsibility. God's in control. You just show up on Sunday. Everything's going to be all right. It's going to be fine. But if you stood up and said, hey, you got authority and power, and you just start standing against the devil. <laughs> After several manifestations. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm telling you right now, I don't want to be ordinary. I don't want to be part of an ordinary church. I want to be part of ordinary people. I want to be way out there. I want to be out there. I want my relation to think I'm nuts. I want people I hang out with think I'm nuts. I want the basketball players I play with think I'm nuts. Because I'll tell you what, on the inside of everybody, everybody wants to be nuts. They do. Deep down inside, everybody wants to be nuts. But they're so afraid about what everybody will think about. Look at me. Oh, they, they don't like me. They don't talk about me. They don't. Who cares? Who cares? When you die, you're not gone before them. Hallelujah. And let me just throw this in. I don't know if we're going to do this tape or not. We'll check it out later on. <laughs> Might not air this one. But the Supreme Court Justice, it just died. Now is going to be honored for her wonderful work that was done. And a large vigil outside the area there is doing. And everybody's writing something really 
nice about her. I thought about writing something about her. But I'm not sure it was Holy Ghost. It might just have been feelings, emotions. But I'll tell you one thing, it would have been truth. Because it doesn't matter what your name is or how popular you are, how famous you are, and everybody out there right now telling everybody, you know, well, this is what I think. I'm the world's greatest basketball player. Let me tell you right now, nobody cares what you think. In your own mind, you think you're persuading a bunch of people to think this or think that, but nobody cares because if you're not promoting the kingdom of God, you're not doing anything anyway, but you're an obstacle, basically. It needs to change. So what do we need to do? We need to pray them into a place to whether either God removes them or he changes their life, praise God. See? There's removal in your life. If you do your best to get people changed and get them healed and delivered, sometimes you've got to kick them out in order for them to get born again. I mean, I don't know how it all happened. I didn't know what God's plan was. I knew what my plan was. Because I wasn't going to tolerate that and put up that. I wasn't going to be treated like a peasant when I'm a king. It wasn't going to work in my life, praise God. So the words that you speak out your mouth, they are powerful. Prophets speak powerful things. All right, go to Leviticus chapter 20. All right, Leviticus chapter 20, are you there? Look at verse 6. And the soul, or the man that follows and turns after such as familiar spirits, after wizards to go a-whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. Now, let me tell you, God's serious about us. He's serious about what we understand, what we have a revelation of, what we speak, because it's not only important to us, it's important to him. He can only do what we speak and what we say. So here it says here that if you go after the wrong thing, and here's the problem right now, there's a lot of voices out there. There are a lot of voices out there. I mean, you turn on Facebook, you turn on the Internet, you turn on TV, you got different opinions coming from all sorts to the world ending in November, to the world getting better in November, to half the world ending in November, to everything ending in November, to this, to that, to that. I mean, if you go by all that stuff, you are going to be confused, praise God, before it's over with. People come to this church, say, I've been going to another church for 10 years now, and I came to your church, and in three days, in three weeks I've been here, I'm confused now. I say, but don't look at me, I didn't confuse you, I just shine my light on your confusion. You've been confused all your life. Nobody ever told you you were confused until now. Amen. See, why is that? Because they've had different voices. They've had different things. They've had things that were of the Bible. And it's that way right now. If you ever needed to hear God for yourself, now's the time. Now's the time you better hear. You, you better listen. You better get tuned in with God. You better find out what he's telling you to do. And, and I'll tell you what, when you do that, you're in that position, you'll hear somebody say something and you'll either gravitate for it or you will run from it. See, we've got to have this little indicator on the inside. Beep, 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 beep. That's God. Beep, 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 beep. That's not God. <clears throat> See, because you want to cut that off and you want to stay away from it. Don't get so much information. See, you can get too much information out there right now. It's all over. You can get it from everybody. And I, don't, I mean, I'm not promoting anybody or non-promoting anybody. I'm just saying if you listen to everything, you're going to be confused before it's over with because there's so many different ideas out there, so many different things. And I'll tell you what, if it doesn't line up with this... That's right. 
I don't care whether they're apostle, pastor, pupo, King George, whoever, praise God. It doesn't matter if they're not lined up with the word of God, praise God. Pastor, I've got a word for you. God's given me a word for you. Oh, you have. What's the word? Well, it, it, it's this, it's that, it's this. I said, well, where did you see that in the Bible? Well, it's not in the Bible. It's above the Bible. Oh, I said, it's above the Bible. Yeah. Where do you go to church? Oh, I don't go right now. God's got me out on my own. Me and him just floating along daily getting words for people. <laughs> Hallelujah. I said, get back under somebody that you belong, praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I had a feeling. Get rid of your feeling. Get a verse. Get a verse. Get out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Let every word be. So don't write your own Bible, praise God. No, you don't want to do that. You want to stay on the word of God. You want to prove if you're going to talk, you need to be able to prove what you're talking. Well, how come you believe that? Because I just feel like that's the right thing to do. Well, your feelings are going to lead you into a mess. So don't get confused out there. Don't listen to everything. There's certain people you know you can listen to. There's certain things you have on there that you can listen to. But you can't listen to everything. And some things, I'll tell you what, will make you mad. I mean, there's some things on there just make me want to reach through the Facebook and pull somebody through there and... Come on now, they're on there. Stupid things that people say and people are thinking about and thinking, that's all right, it's no problem there. Pray for them, praise God. Keep your heart clean in those situations. But it's what you speak out. Here he says you better not go off God's word and go into all these other things, praise God. You need to stay on God's word. And I'll tell you, there's people in the world today gone to psychics. They're going to fortune tellers. They're going to this. Why is that? Because everybody's looking for the power of God and an answer. And if they can't find it in the church... They're going to go someplace else, aren't they, to try to find it. That's why it's got to come back to the church. It has to come to a place to where we're living in the Spirit again, hearing the Spirit, doing what the Spirit of God wants us to do, praise God, and following what God is telling us each and every day and walking towards it, praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Is this too radical this morning? Too hard this morning? Anybody get up and leave yet? Well, I look at verse 7. What do we got to do? We got to sanctify ourselves. Yes. Therefore, and be holy, for I am the Lord your, your God. What am I going to do? I'm going to separate myself from those things. Many times if I hear a word that's not of God, I will declare something to counter that or cut that out or get rid of that. And that's why you got to be careful because what you're speaking out your mouth, if you're not sowing blessing in an area that doesn't even deserve blessing, and you're sowing curse sooner or later... It's going to come back, spiritual law, not God. God, oh, God punished me because I was talking like that. No, it's a simple law. It's spiritual law. What you sow, you reap. It's simple. You know, you can't plant an apple seed and then say, well, God got me oranges. No, he didn't get you oranges. He gets you exactly what you plant. And it's not God that does it. It's a law. There are spiritual laws. Joshua, praise God, was told to keep the word in his mouth and in his heart that he would observe to do the laws of God and make his own way prosperous and he would have good God wasn't even in the verse. He wasn't in there anyway. You're making your way prosperous and successful right now, or you're not. Are you following the laws of God, or you're not? See, people just think they can live anyway, do anyway, think anyway, and then they're going to be blessed for it. It doesn't work. That's why you've got to get in this book, which is the law of God, find out what God wants you to do in every single situation that comes in your life, and the laws of God will prosper you every single time. That's why God gave you this book, so you could follow the laws and prosper in every single area of your life. Well, I don't like God commanding me and, and bossing me around. Well, then you're in trouble. Because he knows the best way to do things. He created you for God's sakes. He knows what's best for you to do. And unforgiveness is no good. 
Offense is no good. All these things. He said, stay away from those things. How many would be happy if Adam would have just believed him? Can I eat off that tree? Yeah. Oh, good. How about that one? Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. I can eat off all these? Yeah, but one. But one. I could see if he couldn't eat off all of them, but only eat off one, and you'd have got tired of it and ate off something else. But no, you can't eat off that one tree. How many you think you could do it? No. Couldn't do it. And what did it do? It messed up the whole people from there on out, praise God. So it's simple obedience to the laws of God and simply declaring the word out your mouth. Your words are powerful. They are revelation. And you need to sanctify yourself. And you cannot have, you know, for a while back they were having unity meetings where the Christians got together and the Muslims got together and everybody got together and held hands and sang kumbaya. You cannot get them into unity with anybody that doesn't even believe what you believe or not even talking about the same God that you're looking at, praise God. That's not unity, for goodness sakes. Unity is one heart and one spirit and one mouth with God, praise God, walking in the power of God. And the more we get our mouths lined up and watch and pray in this hour and line it up, the more power will be not only in us but in this body itself. Yes. I mean, years ago, God showed me that there's, there's going to be a time when it gets so strong with the people of God who understand the things of God that people are going to walk in this back door who are sick and are going to be healed before they sit down. People are going to walk in the back and start manifesting on the floor, and people are just going to walk by and say, come out and go out to coffee house. They're going to get free, and they'll be in there in 10 minutes, praise God. This is what God wants. This is what God desires. This is his body. This is what's supposed to happen. You never saw Jesus scramble around when something happened? That boy that they couldn't cast the devil out of, and it's going, <laughs> Jesus walks up and says, how long has he been like this? Oh, come out. He didn't say, <gasps> and everybody jump on him and hold his legs down and spit on him and tackle him and do all this stuff. It shouldn't be that hard. Come on now. You know I'm telling you the truth. Come on. I've been around a while. I've seen some things. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to erase them. But I've seen some things. No, the power of God's real. And it's real. You start hooking your mouth up with the Word of God on a daily basis, that river on the inside of you is going to start flowing out of the inside of you. And I mean, you're, you're going to have things happen, and you won't even know you did them until a day later when you think back and think, my God, I did something good there, and I didn't even know I, I, didn't even know what I did. People call and say, you delivered me yesterday. Of what? See, the power of God's real, I'm telling you right now. But you've got to hook into the power of God. It's already on the inside of you. It's already there. It'll take you as far as you want to go and as far as you declare that you're gone. You, ba you basically are prophesying your future every single day. You know, you got to stay away because even as you get older, one of the things you always say, well, I'm getting older. I'm getting old. Now I may reach another milestone. I'm getting old. I found out that's probably not a good saying. You know, I don't, uh, I'm not really for the oldness, so I don't want to promote it. So praise God. Or if you're going to say that, I may be old, but bless God, I'm young and strong in the Lord and the power of might anyway. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, we get in certain patterns, situations, and we get there. In our past, there's some things that we grew up in that our parents told us that we still believe this day. And they didn't know God at all. They were just feeding things into your life. You're never going to be any good. You're never going to do anything. You're never going to prosper. Be, be, be. We've never had any money. We've all been drinkers. Just keep right on drinking. Be part of the family. Make sure your kids drink so we can keep the heritage going. Praise God. See, there's got to be somebody to stop that. Somebody to say, that's enough of this junk right now. Praise God. I'm a child of the king and I'm going further. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to have the best kids in the entire world when they grow up. Praise God. And when they get old, they're not going to depart from it. Glory to God. I don't care what they're doing right now. Don't make any difference to me. 
and I've got the best spouse in the whole entire world, praise God. Whether you like it or you don't, that's where it is. Hallelujah. And I'm a lover with all my heart. Glory to God. That's what we do, praise God, because we're kingdom people. So we're going to pray always in this day and hour. We're going to start praying today. Everything that you say is going to be a prayer. When you go out to eat today, you're going to bless the waitress. I don't care if she's the worst waitress you ever had in your life. Make any difference. Double tipper. Put something on, you're getting better or something, praise God. Hallelujah. Why is that? Because we're the ones that are going to make the difference in this day and this is sour. Burning down buildings ain't going to help anything. Beating people up ain't going to help anything. None of that's going to help anything, but the power of God in people's hearts and people's lives are going to change stuff in this day and this hour we come. Start with you. Then go to your family. Then stretch out to other people and other things. This is the greatest hour of the church has seen in a long time. I'm telling you, get off the negativity of what's going on in the world and get on the positivity of what's going on in people's hearts and in the church. People are getting saved and healed and baptized and the power of God's there. And keep growing. There's no stop for you. I've been in the church 20 years and I've grown up. No, you're probably not even close. There's more growing each and every day, praise God. Hallelujah. Every time you read this book, you get something else out of it. If your heart's open to get something else out of it. So stuff that word in there. Listen to tapes. Listen to the word of God. Uh, Listen to the Bible. The Bible's on your phone now. Push a button. It talks to you. Isn't that great? My God, that's great. Unbelievable. Dear Lord. Matthew chapter 3. Unbelievable. Who never thought that? My God, what an opportunity, you know? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this is a day and hour right now. And some of you all in here are pregnant. Amen. And I'm not talking physical. You know what I'm talking about. We're not going back there again. We already got half the church pregnant last week. We're not going there again. Here, Jesus. Fabian came on Wednesday night and said, uh, I listened to your tape, but at the end, right there in the middle, you said, saw somebody getting pregnant. And I thought, was that her? And Lorna said, yeah, that was me. And he said, I said, well, maybe I should have asked you first. But you work on Sunday, don't show up. Anything can happen. Be careful. Got to be careful. Mary's going away pretty soon. She's going back up to the Carolinas, praise God. Back to pursue her passion and her desire. And only this time she's gone boosted by some backers and people with her and people who are for her and had that vision and it's coming into fruition, praise God. What's she going to do after that? Well, we'll find out after that, praise God. She don't have to know till after that. Some of you have been called to teach and preach the word. Uh, Lu- Luann, I'll get it. Give me time. Luann is now on, what's it called? Zoom. It's now on Zoom, and she's preaching the Word. She's got a little group together. It gets together. They listen to the Word. They preach the Word. They preach the Word. And Oh, pastor, somebody's doing that. You better check on them, see how they're doing. No, she's been here forever. She's been in all my classes. She took every class that's here. She's seen everything that's done. She can't possibly. I've already brainwashed her. She's done. (laughs) 
so she is going to preach lined up with what has already been preached here. Do you follow me? She's going to know that. I don't have to be concerned about that. I don't have to worry about it. Thank God, what are we doing? We're spreading out. We're expanding. Things are happening. Wendy's starting a Bible study. Pretty soon, right now, we're expanding. What are we doing? We're spreading the kingdom of God out to different areas and different places. But there's impregnation on the inside of everybody in here. There's, some, there's something in there. And you know it's in there. Yes, you do. You may have blocked it, said, I can't do it. Uh, that's not for me. That's not in this time. I'm telling you, even the book that we were sent to the publishers for now, even though it was done probably 14, 15 years ago, was not released because I wasn't ready. I said, Lord, we did, I did that 15 years ago. Now you bring it back and you want to go to the publishers? What are you doing here? He said, you weren't ready. He said, why did you want to publish that book back there after you were in the ministry for five or six years? Was it to be rich and famous? Yes. Well known by everybody? Yes. To get on the Kenny Copeland stage when they do their yearly thing? Yes. Come on. I was young. I was excited. I, I want to do this. I want to do that. And now I don't care if I ever get on his stage. I don't care if I'm ever rich and famous. I don't care about any of those things. I just want to get the word out to people to help people. That... Well, God says, okay, you can release it now. You're not stupid anymore. You can go ahead and let, let it go. See? Why won't anybody take my book? I sent it to Kate Copeland and everybody. Benny Hinn didn't like it and nobody liked my book. So I put it in the drawer and f forgot even I had it till the Lord said, hey, how about your book? I said, how about it? <laughs> yeah, how about it? What was he saying? Now's the time to release it. This is the hour. This is the day. People are looking for something. They want to know how to get in the kingdom. They want to know what to do when they get in the kingdom. They want to know how to advance the kingdom. They want to get impregnated on the inside. They want to go further with God. They've been stuck in the mud for a long time, going round and round the church that they're at and the vineyard that they're at, and they want to go further, and they want to do things in the kingdom of God and the power of God and the anointing of God. Praise God. They want it as their desire in their heart. They want to do it. Somebody's got to tell them how to do it. Somebody tell me. Yes. Oh. So we give them a little book with 65 little pages in. When they come out on the other side of that book, they're going to be ready to tear the devil a new face. Amen. Going to be ready to grow in the things of God, go forward in the things of God, find true truth preaching in their life, praise God, to grow up and get powerful in the things of God. Hallelujah. Don't ever think that you have less power than anybody else. Well, I'm just a pew person. Well, pew people got a lot of stuff on the inside of them, praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on now. It's not the pastors, it's not the teachers, it's not the apostles. It's not, they just got a little extra special thing there in order to grow you up, praise God. But on the inside of you is the same ghost. Amen. The same Holy Ghost. I got a river. I, I, you might have a dribble, I got a river. You might have a little splurt, but I got a river on the inside of me, praise God. And out of my belly flows rivers of living water 24 hours a day, seven days a week. On the plane, you may have an opportunity when you're flying up this week. When you get up there, you're going to have plenty of opportunities up there. Just keep aware of it. There's going to be people around you. There's going to be people there. There's going to be stuff there. There's going to be chuck at your work. You're ministering to other people. You're getting impregnated on the Word of God. You're getting excited about it. You're telling people at work that, that look at you like you're crazy, that God loves you and cares for them and wants to move in. What's been a change? You're now getting the Word of God on the inside of you, and you're progressing in the right area, and you're touching people's lives. Marie has totally changed. She looks completely different. Not only physically. Are you going to do it to me again? But spiritually, she's advanced. She's excited. She's fired. She's taking the classes, boy. She's writing the answers. She's studying other things. She's 
doing this and doing that. Must be time to close. Hi. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. On each and every one of you, though. Look at Barbara. Barbara got up here. I mean, she can preach. My God. I don't know what happened there. There, Lord Jesus. I was ready to sit down and open my Bible. I thought maybe she had some other stuff for me this morning. But all of you are here because there's a reason that you're here. We did not pay you to come here. We didn't have free gas cards. We didn't make the associate pastors swallow goldfish to get you here. We didn't do any of that stuff, praise God. We did it because God has drawn you here. And there's other people out there just like you who's been in the same little content place for a long time and is not making any advancement at all, not, not fulfilling their call, not doing what they need to be doing, and they need to know, praise God. Give them a tape, get them online, do something to them so that they can advance. This isn't a contest. This is individual people are going to make a difference in the day and that we're our. Even when President Trump gets reelected, it's not the big, big thing that's going to happen. What's going to happen is the church. What they're going to do up to that time and after that time. What are we going to do? When the doors get open to get vocal, when the doors get open to do more, when the doors get open to do things we've never done before, what are we going to do then? Are we going to do when the doors open what we need to open? Praise God. Hallelujah. Jump up this morning.